Okay, we got to bury something because for the last 11 years, however long it's been since the fire hydrant incident and the subsequent just barrage of women that came forward claiming that they had affairs with Tiger Woods, someone on early internet, or at least not early internet, but early internet, internet. early internet song makers came up with what I still think is the best of them all. The best song ever? No, the best of the internet songs. Of the, you know, dudes that just Better spliced. than chimpanzee right oh, yeah. on a segue? Dude, there's, I really honestly think that this Tiger Woods song of the phone call is... You you can't compare it it's to anything. It's so mid, late 80s, early 90s, bad soul. It's awesome. You'd have to look pretty far and pretty hard to find better. So somebody ripped off the voicemail. And God, this is so sorry of this whatever girl that he was... Hey, Stupin, it's me. Who released this <laughs> this voicemail <laughs> in a sheer panic because his wife had found his phone and was starting to call numbers that he had texted or whatever the case may be. He got cold busted, so he's calling all these girls saying, "Hey, take your name off your phone, baby, okay?" Meaning your outgoing message, just make it go to the default. The number you have reached, yes, is not picking up. Instead of, "Hey, this is Flappy Flap Flaps." Yeah, leave a message, slut. Well. I don't know why she would say that. But. Yeah. This was always the song that we played, or that Mike supposed was always in his head, no matter what tournament it yes, was. My theory was that the reason he went so far off the rails on this, after all this came down, and he was still trying, going you know, to tournaments and playing in tournaments and trying to win and trying to be what he used to be. And my theory was... That the big thing that kept him from doing that is because everybody had heard this song. The story was out there. Everybody had heard this song. And there were many, many times when he'd just be walking up to the range or going to get something to eat or something like that. He'd be walking along and he would make accidental eye contact with somebody. And they would just look at each other like the guy would look at him like, yeah. I've heard the song, man. I've heard the song. I know what you're up to. And it was never far away from him. Yeah. The song, he, he was never allowed to run away from the song because everybody knew it. And it was the first thing they thought of whenever they heard his name or whenever they saw him play. And you claimed he would never win another major because the song would always be in his head. Yes, yeah. the song would always win and that he'd have a couple of really good days. That was always the, the rub on Tiger 2.0 is that he could never put together four complete games or four complete days, right? Yes. So he'd get to maybe Saturday and start out pretty good, but then hit that back nine, and then somewhere in the distance there's a lone young man holding a jam box over his head <laughs> playing the song, and it hits Tiger in the ear, and Tiger just crumbles. Yeah. But you know what? That boy was there yesterday in Augusta hiding behind an azalea tree or whatever they are and he played the music and it went to tiger's ear and he killed it yeah he killed the song he stuck it two and a half feet on number 16 and that was church yeah man the song has lost mike therefore we retire i knew it would someday we retire the song Hey, and I always said... I will never retire the song. You retire it if you want to. I always said, and you guys can back me up on this, Tiger had one more good blow in him. You did. I didn't know when it was going to be. He, all, I always thought he had one more major left. 
it probably should have. I should, probably should have qualified it and said it'll be at Augusta, just because that's where old people go to win majors. Because <laughs> the course favors people that have course knowledge and intimate course knowledge. Yep. And so anyway, uh, here is the song. You may not ever hear it again. You can keep it in your head, but you may not ever hear it again on these airwaves. Hey, it's uh, it's Tiger. What is happening what? now? Is there a bird back there? <laughs> no, I think it's a woman in Pleasure Land. Is it? Mm-hmm. It sounds like a ah. Uh, well, that's what they what's... sound like uh, if you're doing it right, Corby. Uh, like a like a macaw or something like that. You never that's heard... supposed to be a woman. You've never heard that song before. That uh, sound before. Ah 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 ah. That's. Good. No, yeah. I've never run into that yeah. woman before. That's what he hears. Uh, yeah. Am I doing it right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, no, she fell asleep. <laughs> All right, go on. It's a great feeling. I'm addicted. And you take your name off your phone. My wife took my phone and uh, stayed at home. Take your name off your phone. You got it. It's funny. It's all the crazy I love soul falsetto oh, screaming. Dude, so I love great. that. You know, that's just that makes the song. Who are those people? I don't know. And do you think that he has ever sat there and listened to all two and a half minutes of that? There's no way. Of no. name off your phone? Yeah. No. You don't think I don't so? Th- I don't think no. he has. I it, think I think he's always wanted to run as far away from that thing as he possibly could. So you wait. don't think his closest buddies, and I don't know if he even has close buddies, but I would assume he does because most men do, that can be really Ball breakingly honest with him, emailed that to him and said, "Dude, I know you're in a bad place, but you got to admit this is flipping funny." I don't know, man. No. I don't know, man. If I if I were him and somebody did that to me, I wouldn't listen to it. So you don't think he's listened to any of it? Oh, I'm sure he's heard some of it. I'm sure he's heard probably the first I don't know minute or so of it, and then finally just went, "Oh man, I don't want to hear this." Man, to think of. All that that guy has gone through, it is insane. Nobody has ever gone through what he's gone through. And again, he did it to himself. But from a physical standpoint to a mental standpoint to a humiliation standpoint, we've just never seen it before. Because you're talking about the most popular athlete on the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're also talking about a guy who plays an individual sport and not a team sport. Right. Because if he play if somebody like that played a team sport, 
he'd still probably have a game to play the next night, and yeah, he'd be out there and everything like that, but there'd be a number of other guys around to deflect it to whatever degree they could. Is he bigger than Michael Jordan? He is, right? I mean, right now, of course he is, but I mean, like, in the general scope of things... I don't think so. I don't know, man. You don't? No, no. just because I guess maybe basketball a... is more global, global yeah. and, and more people. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just not one of the big three slash four. I realize that. But, Danny, he's infinitely bigger than Tom Brady. Look, and I, and I spans I, two generations also. He does. He's 43, and he's still doing it. He's infinitely bigger than Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. He's infinitely bigger. The fact that he's still doing it, yes. I think just as we look when we look back in another twenty years when he's done, maybe, hopefully, probably, I think Jordan has the, the that lifetime brand. He does. Is too. he bigger than LeBron? Tiger? Yeah. Man, it's. I'd say it's like one right a, now. One A, one B. Like, how is he not? Is Jordan bigger than LeBron? I don't know. I don't know. It's a different time, so it's hard to. You know, if you would have had all this crap that LeBron's going through now, or I would just say through. that I think Jordan is so permanently branded with that damn logo of him flying through the air. Yeah, that damn Nike, know, that but Nike I mean, logo so is, is just. But what's his? The TW, Nike. What do you mean? Just I mean, he the is Nike, Nike swoosh? Yeah, I'm he, talking about. Yeah, but Michael, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an individual brand that is iconic and will be. Into perpetuity. And Michael Jordan, I mean, his likeness is the logo. Yeah. And Tiger doesn't have that. No. Tiger doesn't have one of his likeness. No. But it's so close if it's not Tiger. Yeah. I mean, again, I think he is, I saw somebody post this and I agree. He is the most important athlete on the planet in any sport and it's not even close. Does LeBron have that? Does LeBron have a likeness logo? I don't think so. No. I don't, I, don't, think, I don't think so. I don't believe he do. I mean, just the reaction out there. Here's another thing that I thought was really cool because, you know, he won last year the Tour Championship. Tiger did the last tournament of the year. That's the, the field was the very best in golf. He won it. And the putt that he made to win it, you show, they show the background of Eastlake, the, the country club where he played. And it looks like any other, you know, generic golf tournament where the grandstands are set up on 18. 99.9% mm-hmm. .9 of those people what did you see in the in the stands? Phones. Midgets. No, you didn't see midgets, Mike. You saw cell phones. Yeah. Everybody, everybody had their phone out recording it. Not at the Masters. Yeah. What did you see yesterday? People watching golf. Yep. People watching golf. And and it was a better time. Well, it's, dude. I mean, hey, they did it yeah, to us three it years ago. It was a better time. It, it's it's. And I didn't mind it a damn bit. No. No, I mean, they're soaking up the moment themselves. They're watching it with their own eyes, not looking through a two-inch camera phone. It's the way you ought to watch stuff. Yes, especially something that historic. And all these people, you know, I'm like, oh, man. Is there one person that was on 18 thinking today, God, I wish I would have had my phone. Or are they thinking, man, I was on, and they're telling their friends, dude, I was there. I was on 18. The energy the the electricity in the air you can't and as they describe it is, instead is, are, are their friends writing back saying pics or it didn't happen bro <laughs> or i mean you know they're describing it with all you know the colorful language yeah. and and i guarantee you every one of them wished they'd had their phone i don't know
know. I think they do. It's a it's a moment in time that you're there for that you can explain to your friends. Well, and here, but, he, but look how people are today, man. I know, every, every, but here's how people explain things now. Hey, did you go see um, Brandy Carlisle? Yeah. Here, look at this. And you just hand them a phone. Here, I, I recorded this. Okay, cool. And then you don't talk about it anymore. It, that's the way life is now. And to hear someone that was on 18, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that we know some P1s that were there try to describe things instead of being like, here, check it out. Yeah, I saw it on TV, dude. In okay? Like 8K, I don't, look, look, not on yeah, your I stupid look, phone. I'd rather, look, I'd rather it be that way, too. You know? I mean, it was a better world back then, but that was then. This is now, and I guarantee you, everybody who was sitting there at 18 was some... Are they reaching to, for their pockets? Like, yeah. Where is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Today... They're wishing that they'd had it so they could carry it around with them forever. The ticket. All right. Successful restaurants through the years, I'm sure, have successfully and unsuccessfully tried to add new menu items. Now, I'm sure that when McDonald's started years and years ago in the 50s, I guess it was, and Ray Kroc came up with that idea, they didn't have the Big Mac. But when they added the Big Mac, the Big Mac was here to stay, and it's probably their most popular hamburger on their menu now. Now, there were times throughout the decades that McDonald's tried to add other menu items, and some of them successful, some of them not. Now, McDonald's is probably the number one fast food chain in the world. Got to be by mile. And they're going to have their hits or misses. Although, do you think Chick-fil-A is closing in on it? In the world? I thought. No. I Still not it, even close. Not okay. in the world. I thought at least in the U.S. Subway had actually passed the McDonald's location. As far as the number of locations, yeah. but as far as billions so- right. uh, served yeah, yeah, yeah. and money yeah, yeah. made, McDonald's is the worldwide brand for fast food. I think so. Now in the '80s. Now some of these we're going to focus on some of the menu additions that didn't go so well. So sometime in the '80s. McDonald's came up with this idea, and I'll tell you why and what happened with it. Yes, you heard it right, McPizza. I don't remember this. Nor do I. had one. Really? Yeah, it was good. Well, (laughs) McDonald's... Now, I couldn't find the commercial for it, but around the same time, they also tried to offer Mick Spaghetti. Really? Yeah. Mick Spaghetti. Yeah, McDonald's tried to offer pizza and spaghetti in the 80s, and both of them did not last. Now, the reason they tried to add McPizza was they wanted to um, kind of bump up their dinnertime sales, and they saw the popularity of the pizza business doing so well, and their rival being a PepsiCo company pizza hut was crushing dinner sales mcdonald's said well why don't we do pizza they went as far to expand the size of their drive through windows so they could fit the pizza boxes comfortably through their drive through can windows. you imagine how much that had to cost absolutely now the problem was the pizzas were cheap you could get two of them for 10 bucks and the problem was is they took 11 minutes to cook and people that were hitting drive-throughs, going to McDonald's, were not used to that. They wanted their food. They wanted it now. They wanted it now. And so the McPizza, although Ty says it was delicious, I never tried it. Um, it didn't work. It, was it just did, didn't work. Could you get uh, only like a whole pizza? They or were was made it slices. To, think, no, no, they were whole pizzas, and they were made to order. 
Yeah. And and I believe the dough was frozen, but they did put the sauce and cheese right there. They brought in special ovens. They had to, this training process that all the employees wow. went through, and they had to scrap it. Not, I don't think it lasted very long at all. But I do remember what he said. I remember getting one in the drive through and it took forever. Yeah. yeah. So we move on to Pizza. 1995. Another one, another McDonald's menu edition that I do not remember. Hot dogs are hot again, and they're new at McDonald's. Hot dog. The McHot Dog in 1995 was introduced. McHot Dog? Yes. Now, I don't know if this was a a chain-wide edition. This may have been more of a franchise thing because in 1977, founder Ray Kroc said, I don't know what's going on inside the skin of a hot dog, and I'll never serve them. But for whatever reason, in the 90s, McDonald's debuted the McHot Dog. (laughs) So cheap. And it didn't work. It really just s- didn't work. Doesn't it sound like he's taking any food item and saying Mick before it, and uh, that I, makes it a Oh, McDonald's that seems item. to be a recurring theme throughout <laughs> this uh, this list By of the items way, that I have for when you. I, when I do a search for Mick Hot Dog, somebody named MC Hot Dog pops up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that did not work at all. Neither did this following item, which was an idea from Scandinavian McDonald's franchisees because they wanted to add some kosher items. Check this out. Hey, hey, hey! It's some golden yard day. You get cheese, lettuce, and hot grilled pineapple. Hey, hey, hey! Put some gold in your day. Come on in and say McDonald's For a short time only. This was their idea to sell a meatless kosher item, the hula burger. Which what? was all it was, was a flipping hamburger, but with instead of meat, you had grilled pineapple. That had to have failed miserably. <laughs> it looks awful. It did not do well. Now, uh, Ray Kroc, um, one of their, their initial ideas to offer kosher menus was the filet of fish which is still there to this day. Ray Kroc was on record for hating the smell of fried fish in his restaurants. He hated the filet of fish, but it was very popular in it. Like I said, it's still on the menu to this day. I wonder how the that hula does. The Hula Burger, not so much. Yeah, I wonder if the Hula Burger lasted a month. The Hula Burger. Yeah, the Hula Burger. <laughs> All right. now in Have their... you guys ever had the filet of fish? Yeah. Oh, when yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. But, I mean, as recently. It... Are you serious? And? Yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> How many how many hours on the Peloton did it take to work off the yeah, filet of fish? There there is that feeling as you're eating it that yeah. this is a big mistake probably. But, <laughs> but once in a while, you, you once in a while, you get, yeah, you get that in your head. I go, oh, I gotta go get one. Gotta see what it, what, I, what I'm missing. Now I think we'd all agree that McDonald's is mostly geared to kids. You know, kids love McDonald's. Sure. You got the the Happy Meal and 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 the, the the McDonald's Playland. Well, there was a time in the '90s where McDonald's was trying to appeal to a more adult 
adult crowd. And we'll all remember this, I'm pretty sure. Let's go to McDonald's to celebrate you. You really want to get to McDonald's today? Two words. Arch Deluxe? Care to join us? Introducing the burger with the grown-up taste, McDonald's Arch Deluxe. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Arch Deluxe? I do remember this one. What what made it special? I don't really know. I think it had a special sauce on it, and the meat might have been a little thicker than their thinner patties, and the bun may have been a little bit more sophisticated. But the problem with the Arch Deluxe was it was too expensive. Uh, did they, they charge like, like a Chili's price or something? I think it was like five ninety nine or something yeah. insane for one hamburger. When you could just go, well, I'm already here. The Big Mac's a buck night. Right. I'm just gonna get that. That did not work out at all. The Arch Deluxe, it the says, grown up burger, soon discontinued. Which one, uh, Ty? I'm gonna ask Ty uh, because he was there for all these. As a, uh, he's basically the hamburger. Um, <laughs> Which one was the hot stays Gonna hot? Get to oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold All right. This, is, this, is, this is where we let All the right. game come I, to us, Bob. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought <laughs> for up, a second Ty. I was about to guess that was the no, last one. No, 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 one. no. It's coming. It's okay. coming. I got a whole list here. All right. Number five. This one was to appeal to their customers in the New England, uh, Maryland, Virginia area. I've never heard of this. Our McLobster is filled with <laughs> what? Yeah. lobster. This is one sandwich that's bound to please everyone. Well, almost everyone. Yeah, not the lobster. So this is when McDonald's came up. McLobster? Yeah, in 2013, they came up with the lobster roll idea and called it the McLobster. Now, the reason they did this was because, for whatever reason, in in, in 2013, lobster and other crustacean fish items, which are often thought to be very expensive. Like, you go to order a lobster or crab legs, you're going to pay for them. But for whatever reason, during that time, lobster and crab were incredibly cheap. Wow. So McDonald's thought, let's do a lobster roll. It did not do well. The reviews in the stores that they that they put these out in um, were not favorable. Because people were like, okay, so lobster's already cheap. I can get a really, really good lobster roll at the a real restaurant that serves right. seafood. Right, that does it legit. Why, yeah, that was the review. It's like, why would I ever go to McDonald's for a lobster roll? And I'm sure a lot of people just never even tried it uh, because the other options were so good. It says here that it was served in a hot dog bun, so oh, real generic geez. hot dog bun with lobster sauce. Uh-huh. <laughs> It didn't look appetizing. Lobster. I think I've ever had fried lobster. Lobster sauce. Yeah. All right, now, Bob, this is the one you were referencing, and I this one we'll all remember. And I think this one had a pretty good little run, but listen to this commercial for this sandwich idea that was discontinued. Um, gosh, I don't know when it was discontinued, but it came out in the 80s. Listen and see if you know this voice. Hey, you say you're getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers that don't quite make it? Yeah! Then look at McDonald's new McDLT. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot, hot side. It's chasing Alexander. It is. Crisp lettuce and tomato on the cool, cool side. The new McDLT. Cool, crisp. The beef stays hot. The cool stays crisp. Put it together, you can't resist. Could be the best lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's new McD. I remember the McDLT, and I thought it was a brilliant idea yeah, because same. that was a big problem. People people thought that you know when McDonald's, most of their burgers are not 
fresh. I mean, they're made fresh, but they're they wrap yeah, yeah, them up yeah. and they're in the little conveyor belt slide thing. So you're getting them after they may have been sitting in a heat lamp for a little bit. But the problem was is the veggies would get soggy. That was a big complaint to McDonald's. Yeah. Like I got my hamburger and the lettuce is all wilted and tomatoes hot. Well, they came up with the McDLT, which was a styrofoam container that had two sides. One side had one bun and meat. Right. The other side had cheese, lettuce, and I believe tomatoes, maybe pickles, and then whatever spread came on it. And that side was cold. When you got it, it was a deconstructed burger. You put it together, and then you had the crispy vegetables with your hot meat. What happened to that? Two problems. People did not like the cold cheese. They wanted the cheese melted oh. on the meat. Why wouldn't they do that? And number two, they got there was a massive backlash at the time in the 80s because everything was starting to trend towards more eco-friendly packaging, and this was a huge styrofoam imprint. It was very big. It was massive. It was I mean, like, this thing was the size. It was like that, right? It was like two hamburgers. Did it have yeah. a top on it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and it folded over. So this thing took. It was the size of a, of a record album almost <laughs> when you unfolded it, and it was styrofoam. Yeah. So that was a big problem, and they ended up discontinuing the McDLT, but I think it did have a pretty decent run I, of several years. I remember getting that. That's the only one that I remember that you mentioned that I've actually had. Yeah, and then America realized, what do we need vegetables for? Yeah. Just get rid of them all together. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right, and finally, I will bring you to, we don't have audio for this. I searched the internet far and wide to find a commercial for this. But in 2002, McDonald's came out with the incredibly tone-deaf McAfrica burger. <laughs> and it was spelled A-F-R-I-K-A. And all this was was a hamburger with pita bread as the bun. I don't know what pita has to do. with uh, Maybe it's part of the Mediterranean area. I think of pita. I think of Mediterranean restaurants. I don't necessarily think of African indigenous foods. But McAfrica. they came up with the McAfrica burger. This thing did not last at all. Uh, and I believe the container had the uh, red, yellow, and is it red, yellow, and green? Yeah, the African flag. Yeah, the flag. Or, or with, I guess, the stripes. Yeah. yeah. Nigeria? Yeah. But it's long. Um, that's green. African colors yeah. when represented in. <laughs> Don't in look at me flag that way. Well, there's like 32 countries know, in Africa. What do you want me to say? But anyway, this thing was so tone deaf, and people were so offended by the McAfrica burger. This was not only discontinued. But they had to do damage control by putting kiosks inside their restaurants so people could donate money <laughs> to Africa <laughs> to help starving children in Africa. Because it was so oh, tone deaf. That's awesome, the dude. The McAfrica. That existed. So, yeah, we had the McPizza, McSpaghetti, McHotDog, uh, the Arch Deluxe, the Hula Burger, the McLobster, the McDLT. There are others. There are others that I just could not get to. One, but, one. Hey, man, I give them props for experimentation. You know, I'm oh, trying yeah. new things. Can they point to any of them, though, that actually made money? The, I wonder, McDLT, the, maybe? Well, the filet fish wasn't an, or, an original item, and that thing's still there to this day. Yeah. The McRib, which comes back seasonally, that right. thing comes back every year, and apparently they sell out of it every time they come through. So they've had their hits. Where were you on the Shamrock Shake? I don't think I've that had that. That was like a mint chocolate chip shake, wasn't yes. it? Yes. I don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream, so I'm what? not the one to ask. Yeah, not a fan. Okay, and then one other glaring omission here. Not glaring. But this one has always bothered me. Is the old school McDonald's apple pie. The fried apple pie? With the crust and the cinnamon was perfect. Yep. 
And the new one? Th- there is a new one? Yeah, they, they re- changed They it? remodeled it. Like, the crust is different. And I to this It's a healthier version. Well, sometimes when you're having apple pie, man. No, I agree. We need to The original was delicious. Oh my gosh. I Boy, if, they were good. If man. they just if you just want a store that just opens up the old school apple pie. I've never had one. Ever? No. Corby, oh, they that, came in that little envelope, that yes, little cardboard sleeve. Yes. You open it up and you'd push the pie out. Oh my and gosh. you would undoubtedly burn the living daylights out of the roof oh, yeah. of your mouth with that oh, damn yeah. thing. It was like literal molten lava coming out. But the crust was so good. Like the texture was right and now it's just like they have holes in it so the topping, you know, it's just I'm thinking that he still eats like a third grader. Bob? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I'm no. that feeling. No, no, well, I mean, I, I certainly hearken back to it. I, it certainly be calling me. Hey, I don't we know all anybody have else that's had a filet of fish since they were eight than you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure on my filet of fish chart, you could find at least one per year my entire life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've never, never left it behind. All right. That's the pig pen. Awesome. Love it. Good stuff. The ticket. I touch myself all of the time, wondering what is on Mike's mind. I rub myself all of the time, wondering what is on Mike's mind. I squeeze myself all of the time, wondering what is on Mike's mind. I bleed myself all of the time, wondering what is on Mike's mind. What's on your mind, Mike? Is it me? Gucci Mane. Thank you. Who's being leveraged here? Canton Hall and Vaughn Lane. Well, all around the NBA, wherever the Warriors go, people get to the arena early to see Steph Curry warm up, to stand around as close as they can get and watch his dazzling array of trick shots and warm-up shots and just see everything he does to get ready for the game. I'll say this. When I'm about to die, which could be at any moment. And I look back at some of the cool stuff that I got to do. That will be in the top 15, standing on the floor, watching Steph Curry in Oracle go through his pregame ritual. It is a show amongst shows. Not quite as well known is his pre-pregame ritual. Mud? Um, could be. Mud could be a part of that. Thumb up? I don't think thumb up is. However. Sometimes you can combine the two. You can. It's been known to happen. In fact, one has been known to cause the other. In certain cases. What a mess. But as he puts it, he gets off the bus, walks into the locker room, puts his stuff down, and goes straight to the popcorn table because Steph Curry loves and I don't mean likes loves popcorn that weird especially before a game yes he eats it before the game if they're on the road he eats it after the game popcorn I like it too but it gives me a stomach ache Sometimes he'll eat it at halftime. That is so weird, especially 
the way these players train. Yeah. Now he sa- he says that at home, it's a little bit different because there he's got dietitians and trainers and everybody skulking around chefs and everybody skulking around everywhere. I mean, as long as it's not slathered in butter and covered in salt, it's actually not bad for you at all. Well, but I mean, everybody's is. Yep. Salt, especially. And he likes it that way. Salt, salt or butter? Both. He puts salta on his popcorn? <laughs> yes, he puts salta on his popcorn, <laughs> and he likes it that way. Now, at home, it's a little bit different because he has to go underground with this. And upon arrival, he checks in with the security guard stationed at the door to the Warriors Inner Sanctum and asks him if he's got some of the good stuff. <laughs> And that guy will then send another security guard to the nearby's owner suite for a nice freshly popped bag of popcorn. So does he not like it when somebody hands him the generic circus-looking box, the very slender box that you always see? Is that cheap? Is that like, you know, stuff that's been popped five hours ago? Does that not do for him? No, He takes it any way he can get it. In fact... He has a ranking system of popcorn in all 29 NBA arenas. <laughs> God. Jeez. And this is this is broken down into five categories, and each category is rated one through five. Would popcorn. you like the five categories? Yes. All right, popcorn is rated according to... Popcorn. <laughs> according to freshness. Salty? Saltiness. Does he throw butter in there? Butteriness. Uh, okay, hang on. There's there's three. Temperature. Beef. Um, no, temperature is. Well, I, I don't know. It, it could come under one of these other categories. I don't know what else there could be. Crunchiness. Crunchy. Mm. And Moist and flavorful brisket. <laughs> and presentation. There you go. So he doesn't like the box. And do you know what arena comes out on top of the Steph Curry popcorn scoring system? No? Is it us? That would be the American Airlines Center. Yes. Here or in Miami? Here. We win. That's the American Airlines Arena. Okay. It comes in third. That's the AAA. We're the AAC, bro. Let's put up a banner. But yes, the (laughs) AAC comes in first. Why? It gets a five in freshness, Mm -hmm. a five in saltiness, a five in butteriness, a five in presentation, and a four in crunchiness for a total score of 24. That's unbelievable. Edging out the Barclays Center, the home of the Brooklyn Nets, by one point, and the AAA by two points. Those are the top top three. I wonder what makes our popcorn so badass. Why do I feel a sense of pride right now? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. I don't know, but I felt a sense of pride as I was reading (laughs) this. All right, yeah. I knew it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It's been a pretty successful NBA season for the Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. You got Luka and good popcorn. Yeah. Um, Let's see. On January 13th, you might have been at this game. The Warriors were here at the American Airlines. Oh, trust me. If the Warriors were here, so was he. Yep. Well, he was very, very happy that night because there was a dedicated case a fresh popcorn that the Mavericks had waiting for him. Just a quick left turn inside the visitor's locker room. And he scored 48 points that night. <laughs> yeah, he did. 
So there, I guess every arena is very aware of this. Yeah, this this seems to be pretty well known. I'm surprised as long as he's been in the league now, which is you know going on a decade, that this hadn't been a thing. And maybe it has been, and we, I just wasn't aware. I feel like I would be aware though. Or all I of us found would be about aware. The, this for the first time last night. Where did you find the story? Zap to it. Uh, yeah, I found it in Zap to it. In fact, this is the work of our pal Mark Stein. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, good for Mark. NewYorkTimes.com. In Miami on the morning of February 27th, a couple of Miami Heat ball boys came down to the Warriors shoot-around and assured him that he was going to be very impressed by their efforts on the popcorn front tonight. And then he came into the room to find a table with popcorn bags lined up on wooden planks under heat lamps. Okay, are you guys... For me, the popcorn needs to be about as basic as humanly possible. I'm not a big butter guy on it. I hate butter. Yeah, it just it gets all over your hands and popcorn. Yes, Danny, <laughs> popcorn like butter that you have them add on. Yeah, yeah. they squirt that butter that. on top. No, I can't I do that. that. You know who likes that? that? Girls. They do. Yeah. Oh God, it's so gross. When he was making out this ballot, he did it on a team plane one night, and Clay Thompson. Walked by and said, what you doing, bro? And he told him. And you know what Clay did? What? Nothing. What did you want him to do? Punch he, him in the mouth? He said he, he found the scene completely normal. Why? He's that into popcorn. He, he's a popcorn snob. Why would the Mavericks and the AAC try to make things as good and comfortable for Mr. Curry? Like you bring him a big bag of burnt popcorn? Yes. He, they gave him number one popcorn and he scores 50. I know. That you is kind of weird. Need to rethink this. You just you want to make Steph and LeBron and all those guys happy when they come through here. As weird as it sounds. Why? Because you think they're going to come here one day because of your popcorn? No. Yeah, maybe. Interest, what if that is the deciding factor when Steph Curry comes free? Popcorn. He shows up here for popcorn. <laughs> Star Wars. He says the popcorn goat for him is still movie popcorn, Mm -hmm. but he only goes to the movie three or four times a year. Yeah, it's probably tough for him to get to the old theater. Popcorn. Yep, so if you see Steph have a good game in these upcoming playoffs, just know and understand popcorn is behind it.